0: In episode 154,
1: and I had a heart attack uh, about a year and a half ago, and um, it was 100% blockage, and I I was out uh, momentarily until they uh, jolted me back. I can't even walk into a store and look at men's clothing because I just get bored. Uh, I like to go and look at women's clothing and think, what could I, I went to a store yesterday, and I'm like, well, what could I wear? What could I get away with? What could I... But he can't keep existing like this. So they're like, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, put, you know, put his brain in a woman's body. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm this hot
0: blonde. That was today's guest, Brianna, talking about her near-death experience, shopping woes, a crazy dream that she's had. Uh, we even discussed the possibility of her coming out to her daughters in the future. Are uh, you ready to hear what she has to say?
1: yes 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 cross yes podcast which is him here so. and Billy. yes 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 yes
0: hi everyone uh this is Billy with the cross yes, podcast uh back for another uh conversation with uh well not not another this is the first time you're gonna hear from Brianna, uh so if we could If you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Brianna, that'd be fantastic.
1: Hi, I'm Brianna. Um, I live in New Jersey. Um, Dressing has been a big part of my life for as long as I can remember. And uh, I'm kind of leaning towards a more gender fluid identity at this point.
0: What uh, What does gender fluidity mean to you?
1: Well, when I first started to cross-dress, it was the kind of thing that I did in my room. Uh, And then I would put it away and be done. Um, Now it's got to a point where I don't want to just put things on and put it away. It's important for me to express that part of me on a daily basis in front of everybody. Um, So... Trying to get the courage to move a little further and a little further. Um, my identity as a man was always based on what I thought everybody wanted me to be, and that's changed over the years. So it's not—it's not what I thought it was. Um, so uh, I, I uh, identify. Um, as gender fluid because I'm just not all male. If that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. How? Um, you want? So you say you want to express yourself uh, more frequently on a daily daily basis to everybody. Yeah. How often are you doing that currently? Every day, all day. How so?
1: Well, I mean, at this point, my goal is to be able to express my femininity um, in front of the world, uh, including family, um, including walking into the food store, um, and I'm going to a soccer game for my twin daughters uh, later. And um, I won't be wearing my earrings, um, but I'll be dressed with my hair and I try to make it pixie, uh, as best I can. Um, I've got my doc Martin, um, women's boots. They have a bigger heel in the back, my skinny jeans. And these are, uh, women's shirts that I wear, but they're kind of an androgynous. Um, and I try to lean towards that for the sake of my wife. Uh, she's not very happy about any of this. So,
0: so she knows about your gender fluidity. Yeah. Uh, I don't tell her
1: every aspect. I don't tell her every, uh, as a matter of fact, she doesn't know I'm doing this. Uh, That would probably cause uh, tension. Uh, I told her I'm doing a uh, 12-step meeting speaker. That's why I needed her Verizon box.
0: Mm, Okay. Okay. So she's the only person that knows about your gender? No. No. No,
1: my therapist knows all about it. Um, and in the last six, eight months, I've told some people in the program that I'm involved with and uh, including a sponsor. Um, so it's out in the open. That's something I never thought would happen.
0: Um, how I, how has that gone coming out to like your sponsor and your... It's, I've had nothing but positive... Uh, uh, feedback
1: and um, which uh,
0: is that? Was that against your expectations? I don't know what I
1: expected. It just became important that I'm not hiding it. Hmm. I get that hiding it's hard. It well, it, it always felt very dirty, shameful. Um, you like it, you feel
0: guilty, right? Was that? Like, I always felt real guilty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I purged several times because I was trying to just wipe it away. And uh, um, it never went away.
0: You want to... What was your purging experience like?
1: Well, I would go and buy outfits and uh, skirts and heels and different things. And I would, in my room, dress in front of the mirror and um it would start to get kind of obsessive compulsive so i would just reach a point where you get that post nut clarity and uh i would throw everything away and so try be- to try to be what i thought you wanted me to be
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so is that a pretty fairly quick process for you a like a uh, process yeah like you had your post not clarity, you know you you dressed up, jack off, or whatever, and you have your post-not clarity. Yeah, uh, Was it like immediately, like, oh, I need to throw all this away? Or was it like the, a, the second, kind of a build-up? It was like
1: Jekyll and Hyde. It would be one thing beforehand, and then immediately after, I would feel dirty and alienated,
0: alone, mm-hmm.
1: uh, depressed.
0: Do you still feel like that? No,
1: because it's morphed into something different. It's not so much of a... It's not a sexual thing? Um, no. And that was part of the guilt. Um
0: it's really isn't led
1: by any kind of sexual thing. At this are there
0: point. any are there any sexual components still there? Yes. Um but
1: it, there's no there's no post nut clarity because most of that time that doesn't happen. Hmm. It's just yeah. it's just me trying to show the part of me that was hidden for decades
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay interesting so when you just kind of going back to when you came out to like your therapist how how did that go like what uh, what did your therapist say when you when you first revealed this? she tool? was very positive about it
1: and um
0: and this is going back about
1: 15 years ago um and she's been a huge part of me getting rid of the guilt and the shame and remorse. Um, so that's where it started to get better over the years with her. And then I had a heart attack uh, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it was 100% blockage and I, uh, I was out. Uh, momentarily until they uh, jolted me back to life. Mm -hmm. And I uh, started to think, well, I always used to think, well, someday, maybe, someday, maybe, someday, maybe. And I'm not getting any younger. And I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking I never expressed this part of who I was. I think I would feel awful if I was laying there and I never explored this part of myself.
0: I totally relate to that. I hear that a lot from a lot of people, actually. That's, um, I, you know, I used to fear death a lot, um, a, a lot more than I do now. Uh, I, I used to, I used to worry I was going to die at like 55. Uh, and then people would just like, it was like back when I was like in the closet and didn't tell anybody. I was always so concerned about like dying. Any, like, it really, honestly, any age, like, just dying fucking in a car wreck or something, and then people finding my stash of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, you know, I'd be dead, so why would I even care? But I, I worried about that for a long time. Did you ever and, worry you know, about, like, yeah, did you ever worry about, like, dying and people finding all your stuff? It's crossed my
1: mind, yeah, that my kids would be shocked about this whole other part of me
0: so do um, your do your kids know about you now? No, uh
1: I did briefly, very quickly, as a matter of fact mention to my youngest daughter that I was gender fluid, and she immediately said, "You don't even know what gender fluid is. Does she
0: know what gender fluid is?"
1: Apparently she does um, so i my response to her was. I do know what gender fluid is, but it's not something I want to dive into completely with you. And she finished my sentence by saying, because it's none of my business. And I left it at that. We were driving, actually. We were driving somewhere. Hmm. That was the extent of saying anything to anybody as far as my kids go.
0: How do you think your kids would react if you told them?
1: Well, I have have six kids. I have a 31-year-old boy uh twin daughters that are 21 uh their names are faith and hope um i have 19 year old a 16 year old and a 15 year old um i'm closest with the girls um i don't know they're pretty modern and they're pretty accepting of other people as far as whatever you know uh, sexual preference they have or Um, they don't even like people joking around about anything that's got to do with, uh, somebody's, uh, identity. Um, I think they would be shocked because I do come across very, uh, even sometimes toxic masculine, um, just because of the way I was brought up that everything I do, including my movements, my hands, everything is kind of manly, um, just from years of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't time. know. Yeah. So I try to, I try to, if I remember, I try to, to not act that way. Even when I go to a food store, when I'm walking from my car to the food store, I'll practice walking a, a little more feminine. It just feels good.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you walk feminine? Uh, Sway your hips a little bit? Or? Yeah. Yeah. You do the, the one foot in front of the other foot kind of Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yes. I practice that in the food store sometimes. <laughs> you, find, you find the one line going down the aisle and you just like follow that. Yeah.
1: And when I'm wearing my Doc Martens and my skinny jeans and my whatever androgynous clothing I'm wearing, um, I even wear these sometimes if I'm going into a food store that's not right in my town. Um, uh, I like the way it feels.
0: I think that, you know, I think that's reason enough for you to do what you do. What, what really keeps you from telling your daughters? Because to me, it seems like they'd be supportive.
1: You know, it's a funny thing because my wife is very adamant about telling me that um, that's my business and she would never tell them. Um, And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, well, I might tell them myself. I think Um, you should.
0: I think. Just from what you tell me about, I know we we'll only talked for like twelve minutes, but just from what you tell me about them, it's, to me, it seems like they'd be very supportive. And I think they would being... be. I don't know why. I'm sorry,
1: I interrupted you.
0: No, it's fine. I I, I just feel like they would be a great support system, probably having your back. I would assume. Um, you know, there might be like some initial shock and all that stuff because. I mean, of course there's always almost always that initial shock with with like loved ones and stuff but yeah not always sometimes you get that like immediate support and that immediate like acceptance and
1: well and we went to, so uh, to have. yeah i know it's gonna happen at some point there was off there was also a part of me that thought well what if they came across this video chat with you um then the cat would be out of the bag and I wouldn't have to say anything to anybody. They would know everything.
0: Um, Okay. So let's, uh, let's do this. So let's just say they stumble upon this podcast. What would you say? What would you tell them? I would just, I would
1: just um, tell them that, yeah, that's basically everything. What's Um, everything, everything that we're talking about. I'm, I'm gender fluid um, and, and I have a hard time with calling myself gender fluid because I feel like people look at that and, and poo poo it and be like, oh, what are you, non binary, gender fluid? Um, and sometimes people don't take that seriously. Uh, they think that you're just on some kind of a kick of wanting to be different. Um, but gender fluid really tells me what I am. And I like the fact that you and Giselle talk about the fact that. Uh, gender fluid, uh, cross-dressing and gender fluid is is in the transgender umbrella.
0: I think so. Yeah,
1: so I kind of figure, I think I'm, you know, gender fluid is sometimes you feel more manly, sometimes you feel more feminine. I mean, my goal, I can't even walk into a store and look at men's clothing because I just get bored. Uh, I like to go and look at women's clothing and think, what could I, I went to a store yesterday and I'm like, well, what could I wear? What could I get away with? Mm -hmm. What can I wear that won't shock anybody, but it's showing my femininity? Um, What would that be? Well, I look at blouses. I look at pants. I look at boots. I love high heels. Um, I used to be into spiky heels. Um, As a matter of fact, I've been going to this uh, Nordstrom rack store and they have a pair of Uh, black uh pumps that i'm I'm probably gonna buy i haven't had any of those in quite a while um but i like boots like my doc martens i bought a pair of uh, boots from uh they're made in portugal and they have Mm -hmm. a three inch heel on them and i bought them my wife is like she hates when i do stuff like that but i don't want to wear my timberland man's boots anymore i just don't want to be bothered Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to wear what I want to wear, and and I'm not getting any younger. I'm 54, and I just don't want to. My wife, when we went to the shore a few weeks ago, was like, "I I want you to bring some of your men men's clothes." Um, at first, she was like, "Well, I mean, you shave your legs. I don't know how your family's going to feel about that if my parents are down there." And I didn't say anything. And then about a week before we left, she said, "Well, are you gonna? You haven't grown any hair back on your legs?" I said, "Yeah, and I'm not going to." Um, and when I went down to the shore, I. I brought two bathing suits. I had a pink one and I had a black one and I wore the pink ones one day and she got all mad at me. And, um, I'm learning that that's really her problem. It's not my problem. And if it ends up going, uh, in a direction that may not be comfortable for everybody, I'll deal
0: with it. Mm -hmm. You know, just from my experience, um, did I answer your question? I don't think I answered. Your no, question. you didn't. You didn't answer my. I'll I'll circle back to it, because um, I, I really want you to like put a good, precise message to your daughters. I think that would be fantastic, especially if they stumble upon this, because they might. You never know. You might. You might even just want to send them a link. Uh, so anyway, back in my experience, um, I could be out, you know, in a dress and makeup and everything, and. You know, I'm taking hormones. My face is definitely changing. It's not I mean it's still fairly dudely. But I still get called sir all the time. People don't people don't notice. Like if the only time I wear like dude clothes is when I'm at work. Every other time I'm wearing typically like women's shorts. I have women's sandals that I wear all the time. My toes are painted. I'm always wearing like I have rings from my mom that I always wear. Um I don't know. I still get called sir and dude all the fucking time. I would be uncomfortable calling you that. Thanks. I mean, if you saw me, you'd say, oh, you're a six foot four fucking linebacker. (laughs) But um... I can tell that you're
1: not. I mean, I can tell from the lipstick and the eyes that I wouldn't look
0: at you and call you sir. People do. People do all the time. Uh, And, you know. I, I can't force them to say one or the other. I, I mean, I also don't really try, I guess. Right. But yeah, like it, it happens. It happened to me this morning when I went and got breakfast. It's like, oh, sir, here's your oatmeal, sir. Right. Thank you, sir. It's, it. Happens all the time to me. I, people don't care. Uh, you know, I, I've been I've been shaving my arms and my legs for like three years now and no one has said anything about that even at my job my job's very like um it's very it's like a manly-ish job you know it's very physical i've had plenty of those yeah it's you know it's like construction type work not a lot of women out doing the construction i know one lady tech at our company besides myself of course Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's people haven't said shit to me. So I doubt I doubt anyone's going to say, oh, you're shaving your legs. What are you, some kind of girl now? And even if like, wouldn't you kind of like that?
1: Yeah. Um, At some point, it just becomes less important what they say. Mm hmm. My daughter, my daughter, my sister brought it up in front of my mother when we were down at the shore. She goes, do you shave your legs? And I looked and I said, yeah. Uh, Why? I said, because I like the way it looks. So I left it at that. What was her response? She said, oh, it does
0: look good. I was just wondering why. See, there you go. I think you're in the I think you're fine. I think there's probably a lot of um, built up. Shame or something on your wife's behalf, I'm sure. Um, but I, I, I feel like you should keep doing, keep doing you, and, and keep growing.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna have moments of ugliness between me and my wife, um, and I don't know where it'll end up. Her her uh, response to me is, "I didn't sign up for this," and uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I know." But she did know that I owned heels when we first met. So she knew there was something there. Um, but
0: uh, those those weren't your basketball playing heels? No. No,
1: they you
0: were all th- layups. Yeah, they were black pumps. Oh, I just need to get closer to the rim. I gotta I gotta dunk. Yeah. I knew those extra six inches Or I don't know how tall they were, but they were about six inches, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, perfect dunking height. Yeah,
1: and... I can't play basketball though, so it, that takes that out of the mix.
0: Oh, well, then some other—I don't know—some other sport where it's helpful to be tall. <laughs> I don't
1: uh, know. I'm not very tall either. I'm five six.
0: Oh yes, yeah, so I get you a little bit, a little bit up there. Get you about what six foot? If you're five six, you're doing six inch hills. Um. Yeah i
1: wish i could so walk in them better
0: oh you just got to do um one foot in front of the other and sway your hips a little bit down the grocery store yeah just take your time have the shopping cart that really helps yeah it's like uh, keep your balance hmm. now when you work do
1: you put your hair in a
0: ponytail i put my hair in a bun When I first started, I had you know it was a little bit shorter. It's still pretty long, but not nearly as long as it is now. Now, now it's almost down to my nips. That's Um, nice. But I was when I first started, I was just slicking it back with like gel and stuff. You know, just kind of just back out of the way. And then uh, I was told, you know, you need to cut your hair and all this other stuff, and they they claim safety. You know, you don't want your hair getting caught in a drill, which, duh. Right,
1: right.
0: That's why I slicked it back. And then I was like, well, can I just, like, put it under a hat? And they're like, no, that's not good enough. You need to cut your hair. And then they back down. Oh, that's good. I, I immediately started looking for another job because I was like, fuck this. I don't, it's not worth it to me. My hair okay. is worth more to me than this fucking job.
1: I know you've shared a lot about your job at times where it sounds like it's kind of stressful. It's so stressful. Yeah. How, how was your job? I am retired. I okay, so stopped working. I stopped working when, um, back in 2006, I was in the car business. Uh, my wife was doing, uh, mortgages and we wanted one of us to be home with the girls. And, uh, I became a stay at home dad, and, which has been rough at times when they were all little. Um, but i've got such a tight relationship with my daughters today that i wouldn't trade that for anything.
0: Mm-hmm. So that probably left you a lot of time to to be yourself when your daughters are a little older.
1: Yeah, i mean they this all started 8 months ago, so i wasn't anything i did back then was in my room with the door locked. Okay,
0: okay. So your daughters If you were coming out to them right now on this podcast, what would you tell them? I would tell them I
1: have, um, another part of me that I don't show, uh, I'm gender fluid. And, um, I think that feminine part of me has made it much easier for us to have a good father daughter relationship because, uh, the feminine parts of myself made it a lot easier for me to help you brush your teeth and comb your hair and put your hair in ponytails and, and, um, make your waffles and, and, uh, all those things and change your diapers. All those things I think came more natural to me because of that stronger feminine side. Um, um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I can't hide it anymore
0: so I'm going to play the role of your daughter. Why did you feel like you had to hide it from me?
1: Uh, Shame and guilt. Embarrassment. Mm.
0: Yeah. I'm not embarrassed of you. I love you. Thank you for sharing something so, so, so deep with such a deep meaning to you. Thank you for sharing that with me. That would be nice. Are you, do I still call you my dad? You can call me whatever you want, whatever you're comfortable with. I'm gonna call you that bitch. No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Um... No, that's good. How, How did that feel? I started to get teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. I could tell. I could tell. I, I I really feel like you should tell them. I have a good feeling about it. I know it's scary. Maybe it's when scary. the time is right. I don't know when that will be, but...
1: It'll probably happen. And... uh I don't think my wife's going to be happy about it when I do do it. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's why I asked earlier about when you came out, like, to your sponsor and other miss, AA, AA members, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, like, if, you know, if you had any, like, expectations or anything. And maybe I those, did, you know, but I was... expectations pull you away and you're like, oh, wow. I'm actually getting support and love and so that's why I was like maybe if you're having this fear with your daughters, maybe you'll get that that support and love and just kind of completely blow away your expectations. Yeah. That's a total possibility. I know a lot of us like to look at the the, the negative sides and we don't always look at maybe the positives or the you know the, the things that might come out of it. Yeah. It's so easy to focus on the negative stuff. I do it all the time. It's hard. It's really, really hard to not focus on that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I've i battled with depression since I was a kid. And uh, I told my wife that uh, a lot of it had to do with this. And uh, I'm, I just said, I'm not going back there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Do you mind if I ask, uh, is that why you, you were drinking?
1: Well, I have a history of alcoholism in in my family. Um, I think towards, uh, probably the last five years, um, was my escape. Yeah. So part of that was probably, yeah.
0: Did you stop drinking about five years ago?
1: No, I, uh, I stopped drinking, uh, back in 1994.
0: Okay. Congrat. You've been sober since. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That that takes a lot of work. That's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Did Did you start going to AA back then, or was that some recent? No, I've been going to AA for twenty eight years. Well, that That's great. I'm 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 really happy that you did that. Thank you. It takes a lot of a lot of guts to go through all that stuff.
1: I think, you know, it's, I'm the kind of person that I have to be
0: in enough pain before I'll change. Mm -hmm. How much, so just to kind of play on that, how much pain do you feel like you're in or were in with all of your gender stuff?
1: Well, I was very isolated. Uh, I found trans porn, I don't know, about 20 years ago or no, no, about 30 years ago. And, uh, oh, that was a shameful thing. Um. But uh, I couldn't get away from it. Um, And it was the first time I ever saw that stuff. And I was like, wow.
0: uh, I'd love to be that. So (laughs) you were imagining yourself as the the trans? Yeah. yeah. Trans person?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, when I look at a, a pretty woman, I'm not, I'm not. Looking at them thinking, oh, I'd love to get in their pants. I look at them and I'm saying, boy, I wish I could wear those leggings with those boots. Or, well, you know what? You can. Yeah. I, I've always loved leggings with boots. Um, maybe someday.
0: Yeah, do it. Make it happen. After this episode, you should go buy some leggings and some boots. And
1: Oh, I own some.
0: Well, fucking go get them and, and go strut it up. Someday, maybe. Do it. Just do it. What's stopping you? I'm just taking my
1: baby steps. Taking think... my baby steps and trying to keep some peace uh at home at the same time.
0: What would it take for you to take a, a giant leap? Another heart attack? <laughs> no, you don't need
1: that. Uh, you don't another need another heart, heart attack. attack. I'm kidding. I, I uh I don't know. I don't know. Um I look forward to the future,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is something what is, I am. What does the future look like to you, um, like ideal future? Being more of my authentic
0: self. Which is? Um, gender fluid, leaning towards a more feminine. Oh, just presenting out more and being more open?
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I like to be out, Side. I like to be a part of life showing some femininity. And I don't know what that's all about. Maybe because for years it was a hidden secret. I mean, I used to have a hard time going to AA meetings because I had this whole other side of me that I was so ashamed of. I would walk in and I would feel like such a a fraud Mm -hmm. trying to act like a sober, um, healthy, uh, person when there was all this stuff that was there that nobody could know about. Hmm. And now Hmm. I've talked about it at meetings and, and now I attempt to look somewhat feminine. Um, and it just feels nice. I'm sure that at some point as I progress, there's going to be some rejection. Um, But I guess I'll deal with that. And hopefully I'll be secure enough within myself to be able to
0: just deal with it. I mean, did you get rejection before you you started coming out and, and accepting yourself more? Rejection from? Like from your male self, your um i guess pre-heart attack maybe well uh i mean i always felt like i was different
1: Um,
0: so maybe like some self some self-rejection maybe like projecting that onto people in a weird way does that make sense uh i think so um
1: I just always knew if and I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. I always knew that if you really knew who I really was, you weren't going to like me.
0: Yeah. I think that's exactly what I'm thinking. Cause I think that's like, that's projecting your thoughts on other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And was just so much. Uh, I mean, I grew up with a construction working father and, I lifted weights for years, and I always wanted to look manly, and I always wanted to put a lot of muscle on. Uh, I wanted to be—I wanted to be um, someone that people would look up to: Rambo, Rocky, uh, the Six Million Dollar Man, um, all those things that I. Yeah, and I just always wanted to be bigger than life and have respect from other people because I felt like most people didn't respect me and and I was looked at as somebody who wasn't to be taken seriously.
0: I think um, I think that can still happen. I think people still look up to you and still respect you. And you can still be larger than life. But you need to put you need to put yourself out there and and and, and be known, be seen. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, uh, moving towards. You'll get there.
1: If I was single, um, I'd be doing more.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, because a lot of times when I go too far in the other direction, I get the comments and, and things like that. And I'm kind of learning to be more like, I respect your opinion. But um, I'm am I'm, I'm not gonna hide who I am anymore.
0: I don't think you should. I don't think you should hide who you are. Am I being too should. serious? No, no. I, I like I like serious conversations. Um, but we can lighten it up if you want.
1: No, 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 this is good.
0: I can ask. I can ask you. What's the weirdest thing you suck up your butt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. I don't think that anybody wants to hear about that stuff. Oh, they definitely want to hear about that stuff. Whether or not you want to share, that's up to you.
1: Well, I, if my kids ever came across this. I don't think that that would be,
0: uh, they may not want to
1: know. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine.
0: Okay. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not answer that one then. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm okay being serious. I think I think having serious conversations is, is good. Um, it's a serious. I, I really, oh, go ahead. It's a serious. It's a serious topic, and it's a serious topic for you. This is something that, that you know you've dealt with what your whole life, or a lot of your life, and and kept hidden, kept down, and that's ser- that is serious. It's it's very serious to you.
1: Well, the feelings are serious, uh, and the. Uh... Self-hatred was serious.
0: Is there still self-hatred? There's self dislike,
1: um, a lot of times.
0: Um, What, what do you dislike about yourself? Um, it's
1: just like therapy stuff. I always considered myself to be kind of a coward and, uh, didn't stand up for myself in school and, and that was unacceptable to me. Mm -hmm. Um. But I just couldn't, and that was a huge, huge form—a a, a huge part of guilt, shame, self-hatred.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm playing therapist. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So, so you you've been going to therapy for you so said what fifteen years? Well, I was going to therapy even when
1: I was drinking, and uh, okay. I started to tell, and I was about 21. I started to tell another therapist about the dressing, and uh, I immediately went out and got drunk
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> right after the therapy session. So, your current therapist that you did yeah. come out to and, and told, and she's like happy and supportive and everything, has there been anything that she's told you or said that's like just really stuck out in your mind? Do you just constantly maybe think about it here and there? Or? Uh,
1: God, we've talked about so many things. Um, just the total acceptance of Brian, Bri Brianna, um, that sticks in my head is just that she's so supportive.
0: How does that feel to have that support? Uh,
1: well, it was, I think it was, uh, Uh, kind of a God thing that I needed that.
0: Hmm. Uh, are, are you
1: religious? No, but I try to be spiritual.
0: Okay. Hmm. I, I try. How, how does that What's that look like to you, the spirituality? Um,
1: well, uh, when I got sober, um, about eight months in, I started to have this uh, uh, sense of peace, a sense of well-being. And uh, uh, absence of fear that hit me like a brick because I had never felt any of that Mm -hmm. even before I picked up my first drink as a kid I always felt very uncomfortable Um, and I was either looking at tomorrow or I was regretting what happened yesterday and never looked down at my feet and felt like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And that was the first time that I felt like I'm really happy with where I'm standing right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was the first time that I felt uh uh <clears throat> the presence of a higher power mm-hmm. so that was big
0: did I answer your question I think so <laughs> I think so um, you're trying to get me to, to cry because I'm very <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah I've already I've already had my morning cry so I don't want another one yeah <laughs> um, Interesting. Hmm. Are you okay? Are you feeling okay?
1: Yeah. No, I feel good. Okay. These
0: are uh, tears of joy. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to tell you that you're not broken. You're you're definitely valid. I you know, I, I realize there's compromise and stuff in a relationship and and all that stuff. But you're not broken. And and it takes a lot of guts to, to do what you're doing, and, and it's really great. Thank you. Yeah, it's not uh, easy. It's not easy. Some, for some people, it's easy as shit. Me, it's not easy, it's not easy, no. um, but no. it's totally worth it. So, totally I give you a
1: it. lot of credit for being where you are at this point in your life. Thank you, because I think a lot of people uh die, um, never showing any of their authenticity or their real authentic self, and I think there's a lot of regret, um, because people just can't do it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I could identify with that because for years I just couldn't do it
0: I get it I, I totally identify with that too I relate and that's why um it, it breaks my heart when I when I hear some of the stories from some of the older people that they that, that go through it and, and deal with this, this yeah I mean I think some people choose
1: suicide other than to to dive into this
0: yeah, don't. Please call uh, somebody. You call a suicide prevention hotline, or go to the ER. Or go. Don't don't do it. Yeah. Uh, please please please. If, if you're listening and you're having a hard time, reach out to someone. Reach out to me. Reach out to somebody because that you're not alone.
1: Yeah, that's. I'm glad that you said
0: that. That's. You might feel very alone sorry i'm not necessarily talking to you brianna but just kind of everybody in general um you're not alone you're not broken there is support out there um
1: well between you and Giselle, and uh i found you guys on youtube about a year ago and oh, cool so
0: you actually found us on youtube wow
1: and i was like wow these interviews are great and then i heard giselle talking about the discord and uh i had some help finding how to get on there because i'm terrible with computers mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's just been uh i just think it's such a good thing for uh people like yourself and myself
0: so and speaking I, I of the discord what, what how do you what do you think about the discord
1: Uh, I like it very much. Um, sometimes I go on and I chat with you and, uh, and Tom and Tommy and and a few other people. And, uh, and I, I hear about what you guys are doing and where you've, where you are at your life as far as living your true self. And, uh, I'm like, wow. Uh, it's good that you guys are there to talk about that stuff. And, I'm sure it's helped a lot of people who may not even go on the chat site but they see and they they read mm-hmm. and uh, the lurkers say, oh, yeah like wow uh,
0: I'm not the only one who feels this way. Do you think other people should join the Discord if they're not on there already? Um sh-
1: yeah, anybody who's in in the uh who's wearing the shoes that we are
0: um they don't have to be 6-inch heels. No. They can be they a 3-inch to- or but they have in. to at least be Doc Martens with a three-inch heel. Oh, oh you have point. to have restrictions. I get it. See, I'm all about the inclusivity, but... <laughs>
1: yeah, um, no. yeah, I mean, no matter where you are at that point in your life, if this is a part of what's going on in between your ears, uh, the support is, is very important.
0: Being alone gets old. So people can... Do you know where people can find the Discord? It's okay if you don't, because I, I can... I, I don't know exactly how to explain that. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you can find the Discord on the crossgaspodcast.com website. Um, and there's a link there to join. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at BillyRain4. Or on the Cross-Goss Podcast Instagram. You can reach out there too, and I'll be more than happy to, to point you in the right direction. Or if you're already on Discord you can reach out to me at pound Billy B I L L I E or no, no, it's sorry. I'm saying it all wrong. It's Billy pound sixty nine twenty four 24. Uh, see, I don't even know my own name, but it's, it's the last one. It's definitely the last one. But I, I know when, when the discord was first started, gosh, like two years ago, I was like, maybe the, Third, third or fourth person in there. Oh wow. It's been so beneficial for me in, in helping with my self-acceptance and Sometimes we have really good deep conversations on there. Um, there's a lot of just a lot of good resource from it. Yeah, and I agree. I feel like it would benefit a lot of people.
1: I agree 100%.
0: Hmm. Have you reached out to any other, like, support groups or anything for, like, gender stuff?
1: Well, I, I went to a gender therapist uh, briefly, um, and that was good. Um, and uh, I'm trying to find some, um, some 12-step meetings that uh, are more accepting of, of other um gender fluid transgender uh, you know people just living their authentic selves that I could go to I live in an area where um it's pretty close minded Mm -hmm. um I live about an hour from New York City um but more in Bergen County and uh, Essex County I think there's more diversity in that area Mm -hmm. um yeah, so uh, no, I haven't reached out too too much over the years.
0: Well, it might be. I know I always mention all the time, just because I really like this program. But and it's not a twelve step. It's just more of like general support, really, mostly for like the loved ones and family, friends, or whatever of LGBTQ people. But I really, I'm a big fan of P flag. That might be something to look into especially like maybe with your wife or, or your, your girls, or your son. What is son, that son? son flag. It's an organization that's for parents, families and friends of lesbians and gays. But it doesn't really mean that anymore. It just they just kept the name. Right. Um, I go there. They for around here, they do the meetings every first Tuesday of the month. And it's like two hours. We, we you know, we all sit in a circle. People bring like their kids and stuff and the kids have their own little like kid zone. And then when I've gone there's been like a few LGBT people in the group, but mostly it's like parents and stuff and just struggling or, or trying to learn or come to terms with, with with their kids or whoever coming that came out to them. Um, it's a really good resource and, and, you know, we just, we, we talk and we have a discussion. They, they let out their, their thoughts and, and things that are going on with their head and their mind and things that are going on through their day to day. And it's just really good organization. It's very helpful for, for families and friends and stuff. I mean, even for, for myself, I get a lot out of it too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's helped me a lot with, um, making amends with with a lot of my mom's stuff
1: hmm.
0: well, that's great you know, I her. It, didn't, it didn't go well and i i held a lot of resentment and, and hatred and i mean not necessarily hatred but resentment. i had a lot of hard feelings for her. yeah and going to p flag i i got a lot out of it just from uh it was around mother's day we were talking about um like one of the moms there was grieving the loss of their child. Uh-huh. Like, figurative loss, like right. the boy or whatever. I don't remember exactly their story, but hearing that come from that mom, that really stuck out in my, my mind, and, and I think about that a lot. What did you think of that? I just thought about the the pain that my mom must have been in with the thought of her losing her son. Yeah. She, it, she didn't get to the point where she saw me like legit happy and and came to a, a place of acceptance and She never got there. Mm. Actually, it'll be the the one she died last year. Um oh, I'm sorry. On the 30th, so in a couple of days, Monday. Uh. Uh, So that's, that's also been like hitting me really hard lately. Just thinking about, you know, what was, what could have been. Right. You know, I, I would, I would have loved, 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 loved to have a, a, a mother daughter relationship with my mom. Yeah. That sounds nice. I mean, I still will in a sense, I think. At least in my my mind, but
1: I, I think I've she's a looking,
0: lot of, I think she's looking down on you right now,
1: and I'm sure she's proud.
0: Yeah, I sure hope so. Sure what hope you're so. doing, you're reaching out to people,
1: and uh, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I love I love talking to people and hearing their stories, and you know. A lot of people tell me this. They're like, "Oh, my story is boring." Blah blah blah. It's like, it might be boring to you, but it's not. It's not to me. I guarantee you, it's not boring to the listeners. I wonder. I'm just curious. How many of these people in 150 episodes so far have told Giselle or myself, "Oh, my story is boring," but then they tell their story, and then it's helped so many people. Yeah.
1: I had asked Tommy about, I had listened to the interview with Tommy and I asked her about it on the discord and uh, she said something. And then she says, well, when are you going to do an interview? And I immediately said, well, I don't have that much to say. Um, you know, I, I don't, I think I'm still in, in the infant stages of this. So I don't think I'd have much to to uh not not enough information to to hold an actual interview
0: well here we are we're almost an hour in and got you crying a couple times yeah got you emotional it's good you know it, it's good it's i i really think it's good to have um conversations and all the different parts of the timelines for people because there could very well be someone listening that's in a, a similar situation as you that maybe not relate that yeah, you know, they may not relate to where I'm at or or where somebody who's like super, super in the closet and it's just like a, a, a fetishy thing or. There are a lot of voices out there and they need to be heard. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to be seen. And that goes to everybody that's listening. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to be seen they don't know that and you're telling them that so that's a big deal i i mean that so much how how are people going to really know you unless you're out there yeah it's scary how are you going how are you going to know yourself if you're not being yourself a lot of those people
1: have a lot of self hatred
0: well i love you I love all of the listeners. Um, I really do. I love y'all. And I care about you. So, for whatever that's worth, um, I, I, I really do mean all that.
1: And they're listening to this right now, and they may be getting the help they need. So, thank you for doing what you're doing. Well, you're welcome you're welcome
0: thank you for um coming on here it's it's hard it, it could be really scary it could be really tough
1: yeah i was a little scared but i was also kind of excited because i felt like it was taking the next step into moving towards more of brianna
0: yeah it, verbalizing stuff is very powerful very very powerful I first verbalized this shit like three years ago, two years ago, 2020, whatever, however long ago that was, two, three years. I don't fucking know. Should be easy because it's 2022, right? (laughs) I guess head math is not my thing. Me either. But ever since I started verbalizing anything, that's when the growth started happening. That's when I started accepting myself more. Did you feel a lot more peace in between your ears? Yes. Has, has there been difficult times? For fucking sure. It hasn't been completely easy or it's even still, it's still not easy for me. But having having y'all to talk to and, and listen and me listening and, and hearing you all stories, that that helps me grow. You're a good interviewer too. So, thanks. I don't think so, but thanks. <laughs> um,
1: you ask the right questions.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't really prepare for these. I, I just like to, I like to listen to your story and just ask you questions on what you're asking, what you're saying, right? And sometimes I get a little preachy, maybe, maybe a little pushy, but I you know, sometimes. Good. I think a little push is good. I think a lot of us need a little pushing. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, you can do it. You can move forward. I know you can. You've made a lot of progress, I'm sure, in a year since your heart attack. Well, a year and a half. Year. Year and a half. About a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've made a lot of progress since then.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely in a better place um, with Brianna than uh, I ever thought possible
0: you'll get there you're you're getting there it's not even you'll get there you're getting there I'm enjoying the journey yeah take it take it slow if you have to sometimes sometimes going slow is a good way to go Cause you can see all the little small things. I notice this when I walk, when I'm taking my walks, I like to walk kind of slow. And if you follow me on Instagram, you notice I post a lot of nature pictures and stuff. And it's usually because like I'm taking my time and I'm like looking at, looking around and I'm looking at things that I wouldn't normally look at. And I'm like, Oh, that little plant that looks really cool. It's like the you know, the twirlies and spirally things and whatever. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of beauty in there that I would just, Bypass if I was going by quick, right? So you it, be, mentally,
1: you must be in a better place because you even noticed that stuff. Because I never noticed any of that stuff mm-hmm. years ago.
0: Yeah, you should take a take a stroll in a park sometime and just just look around at, at the small details. And I think the same the same thing could be said about your life. Mm. Just look around, look at the small details. I guarantee there's some beauty there that you might be overlooking. I know when I look at my kids that, uh,
1: everything that's happened up to this point and to where I am today was supposed to happen because those kids were supposed to be born because they're mm-hmm. just the greatest kids I've ever known. Just uh, very loving, very caring, um, hardworking, uh, so much more than I ever was. Yeah. When
0: I was their age. Well, I'm I'm very much looking forward to the day that you go on the Discord or you even say, Hey, I wanna I wanna record something new and you tell me or you tell everybody in the Discord that I told my daughters and things went great. I feel so loved and I have so much support from them. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I hope when I tell him, I don't start bursting out crying. You know, if so what if you do? That's okay. <laughs> it's okay to cry. Yeah, I'm a crier. It's totally okay to cry. And, you know, that might, that might even help you out. Yeah. That'll show, like, how serious you are. And how much it means to you. Yeah. So you're trying to get me crying again. We'll get you there. Oh, I, the day's still young for me, so I have definitely enough time to, to cry at some point. You know, the one thing I've always been curious
1: about, and I've heard different people in the Discord talk about it and in the interviews that Giselle's done and you've done, a lot of people that identify as either gender fluid or even uh, cross-dresser, a lot of them, and there's one in particular that uh, never considered uh, hormones, And later on, they said the thought of doing hormones uh, becomes a possibility. And then one person went on hormones. They're still married. But with hormones, doesn't it affect other parts as far as, you know, sexual side effects that would make it hard for a a, 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 person? significant other to be able to have that intimacy
0: it's a good question um it's very much your mileage may vary kind of thing so i can only really speak for myself i'm about three and a half months in how do you feel i feel great uh soon as i took that first half a pill of estrogen it's like one milligram i felt so good i felt so helpful hopeful for the future clear-headed like all the head noises gone it's gone uh when i introduced the spyro it definitely you know that's the testosterone blocker that i started started feeling a bit lonely and and a bit depressed but you know that could just be my hormones like adjusting and stuff yeah and maybe even situational but physically i feel great um Sexually, I've never really been all that much of a sexual person. I've always kind of considered myself asexual. I didn't really know that was a thing until more recent years. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, go out and shout it all, hey, I'm asexual, blah, 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 blah. But, um, as far as like sexual stuff for me now, um, for the first couple months, it was pretty easy for me to get hard. Uh, this month, it's been more difficult, and I don't even really think about sex that much. Not that I was thinking about it a whole lot before, right? Um, but it's it's from what I, my understanding with a lot of people, it's very much a use it or lose it kind of a thing, and it does take a lot more work for me to to get it going. Yeah, I, I, I often thought about, you know, the the ironic
1: thing is, is I, I've been on testosterone for about seven or eight years, mostly for anti-aging uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, wow, being on hormones doesn't change you completely, no. but it does help to, I don't know much about it, but I guess it does help to uh, redistribute fat and things. Mm-hmm. And maybe l- make you look a little more softer. And I thought, wow, that would be kind of cool. But from being on testosterone to getting off of that to going on to estrogen, I wonder if there'd be any severe side effects.
0: Are your testosterone levels at like a normal level when you're taking? They are. Them? Yeah,
1: they're they're on the on the higher
0: end. But it's still within a normal range, because you don't you don't necessarily have to take the testosterone blockers. I've heard a lot of, of people that just take estrogen and they don't take the. So if you stop the testosterone and just start taking estrogen, it might be beneficial. Uh, it's definitely one of those things where you could you could take it for a few months and just stop. No harm, no foul. And things will go back to normal. Right. Uh, you know, if you have some boob growing, you might have some small boobs, but right. the way I looked at it, cause you know, I've had, I've always had a lot of fear with hormones and stuff. I think it would make this like huge transformation like overnight, which definitely not an overnight thing. It's definitely a very long, slow process. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the way I thought about it was if, okay, what are the side effects? Uh, if I had boobs, okay, that's fine. I wouldn't necessarily mind that. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think of the other, like the testes or whatever, being shrunken. Like wasn't very sexually active anyway. It wasn't something I'm interested in. So for me, it wasn't a big deal. Um, but there, there, has been a lot of positive things that have changed that I, that I like. Like my complexion has definitely cleared up a lot. I feel like my skin looks nicer. I think I look younger. Uh, someone thought I was twenty eight the other day at work, which I don't believe them. I'm thirty six, so. Yeah, I'd say you look younger than that. That guy, that guy was uh, one year older than me, and he looks way older. I thought he was like forty five, but he's thirty seven. It's like, what? Sorry hard no
1: to tell sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've always had this, uh, and I've told my therapist about this. I, I should write a book on make up TG stories, but I've I've had this fantasy of someday. This is embarrassing, but, um. And and it's kind of horrific in a way, but I, I say I was in an accident where they were just keeping me alive on uh, ventilators and things because I was my body is so torn up and uh, it doesn't start off very good. But they <clears throat> they've learned how to do brain transplants. Uh, hang on one second. I have to plug my computer in.
0: Uh oh, don't want to die. You have to transplant your computer's brain into another computer. <laughs> Wait. If you're you're listening, um, I'm probably not going to edit this out, but her, uh, I guess, computer battery is about to die. So she's getting charged up. She's transplanting the computer's brain into another computer's body. That's it. Anyway,
1: um, they started to have the ability to do uh, brain transplants. And they come to my wife and my parents and they're like, look, the only donor body we have is a woman's body but he can't keep existing like this. So they're like, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, you know, put his brain in a woman's body. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm this hot blonde with (laughs) big breasts and, and totally feminine looking. And the doctor says to my family, you know, he's going to probably like being a woman and he's probably going to want to live as a woman um because of the amount of estrogen in his body now so everybody's like well i guess we'll just have to accept that so it's like this way of getting away with being totally female and not feeling funny about it because it's like hey it was a medical thing (laughs)
0: yeah well when you look at it that way what i'm doing is a medical thing right it may not be a brain transplant, but there's definitely like brain changes happening. That story sounds pretty juvenile, doesn't it? <laughs> nah, I mean, I've thought about stuff similar to that before like I used to watch a lot of um movies where people would switch bodies or t v shows or whatever and yeah there's one um there's one that I always think about it's called Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. It was always on t v and it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but the dude turns into a lady and she's like suit, like power suit woman uh, taking charge of the lab and all this other stuff, trying to like take over his body like it's my body now. It's right. so, like I always thought about that, like, oh, what if I had um, some magic potion or whatever I could drink and have right. that transformation? Like I've always thought about s- similar stuff. I think we're more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. How you feeling?
1: Good. Yeah, it was it, it was fun to go over this stuff and share a little bit about myself. And there's a part of me that worries, like, did I say too much? And is this going to get to the wrong people? And, and then there's that excited part of me that's like,
0: well, then everybody would know, wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, I make... Ever since I started um, being more public, uh, it was... Because I told my ex-wife, Giselle, and then I told my therapist, and I didn't tell anybody after that. And then when I, my therapist was like, you should create a Facebook account or something for your, your female side. At the time, it was Megan, you know? And I did that, and it was already kind of off Facebook at the time, so I made an Instagram. And from there, I, you know, my idea was, I'm just going to make this public, and if people find it, they find it. That's just one less person that I have to tell. Right. And if they find it and they have a problem, they'll probably say something to me, I'm assuming. It's like sort of
1: out of our hands at that point, mm-hmm. which is kind of, in a strange way,
0: is kind of uh, freeing. For sure. For me it's totally freeing. And it's actually I've I've been found out a couple times through like TikTok or whatever, because I have a TikTok with the a clip of the Jesse interview and um uh, for me it was like the five year glow up thing. I also posted on Instagram, but one of my coworkers found that. Didn't tell me. Found it earlier in the year, I'm assuming. Didn't tell me shit. And then when I When I finally had the courage to like tell him, he's like, oh, I knew. Oh, wow. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't you tell me? (laughs) I make this shit public on purpose because I want I don't want to tell people. I just want I want them to just know. And and... yeah, they always say, well, it's, you know, it's your your thing. You need it. It's your journey. You need to be comfortable telling it or whatever. Yeah, and I, I, really, I hope, I hope you get to that point.
1: I, I already have some plans on telling a few people, a few more people, and uh, one of them is my sister. Uh, mm-hmm. My, I have two sisters. My sister that's closer to my age, um, and
0: uh, we'll see how that right. goes. When do you plan on telling your sister? Um, sometime in the near future. How soon?
1: Well, I have to talk about, I have to talk to her about a couple other things. And I thought that might be a good time to bring that up. She, uh, my nephew is gay and mm. I just figured because of that, I think she'd be more understanding about, about me.
0: I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know, but, um, and my nephew's a great, great guy. He's a, You could be wrong, but you could be very right.
1: I don't know if I ever plan on telling my father because he would just, roll over and <laughs> die, I think.
0: Well, then he's you very, one story he's about very religious,
1: very old-fashioned, very anti-homophobic. Um, he's homophobic and uh, everything from the Bible, if the Bible says it, it's the way it is. And I think he interprets a lot of things uh, in the wrong way. Uh, so I just don't tell him anything.
0: He should look up the eunuchs. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus loved the eunuchs. But anyway, um, I think mean, you should definitely tell your sister. and, and I'm sure it'll go great. I think mean, you should go with your gut on that one. If, if you feel like it's going to go well, it'll probably go well. Try not to look at the negatives. Yeah. I, be... I,
1: like I said, I look forward to the future because I know it's going to slowly start to come out more and more. And uh, I think there's going to be some negativity in certain areas spousal negativity that may
0: change things and uh, i think there's going
1: to be a lot of positive things too
0: just try to look at the positives yeah i know it's hard i know it's really hard but you got to keep keep positive things things will work out i'm hopeful for you
1: yeah thank you and uh and thank you so much for uh, for doing what you do
0: you're welcome well, um, do you have anything else you want to share? I'm probably going to might wrap it up soon. I got to pee.
1: Yeah, I have to go watch my twins play a soccer game.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Uh, but I'll have to take these off because I don't think they're ready for that yet.
0: I think you should wear them. Just say fuck it. You should get some, like, soccer ball earrings and wear the soccer ball earrings. I'd
1: like to get it. My, my wife at one point said, you know what? Guys look good with small hoops. And I mentioned it a few weeks ago and she looked at me and turned her head like this. And I'm like, I guess I'm not getting away with that right now. Anyway,
0: you should get some dangly soft, it's like dangly giant soccer balls and wear those to the soccer game. Yeah. Maybe in the future, but not just yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for, um, thanks for joining us and, and telling your story. And, and thank you. Of course. Um, working. Do you want anybody to like, try to find you or anything would you if so where can they find you the discord i'm assuming uh
1: yeah on the discord uh do people give out email addresses because i don't have instagram or facebook or anything
0: like that if you're comfortable giving out your email address i'm comfortable putting it out there yeah is that like a bad thing to do or no just depends on how comfortable you
1: are okay it's uh brian b-r-i-a-n seven six eight two seven two at gmail.com
0: okay so yeah if uh if you want to reach out to brianna and, and maybe something that she said struck struck a chord with you and reach out to her uh, you, you can find her on her email send her an email or you can definitely find her on the cross confidential discord um yeah so thanks thanks so much for for talking with us and sharing your story.
1: Thank you, Billy. And I look forward to uh, to uh, talking to you on Discord.
0: Of course. And I, I look forward to the day when you're like so excited because you told your sister, you told your daughters. Um, I, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Thank you. and I can't that'll wait to be able to up, tell you that. That'll make me a very, very proud mama bear. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, anyway, with that, I'm going to go ahead and stop it. Bye.
1: Bye. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story, to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.